Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Do something that scares you as often as possible or challenges you in some way. Mm. Um, Obviously becoming a freelancer and leaving like a corporate job and leaving a salary and a pension and all that is terrifying especially if you have children or uh, other commitments and that kind of thing. But do something that scares you and challenges you as often as you can. Welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm your host, Asley Maslow, and that clip was from today's guest, Alice, the founder of Let's Love Sunday. She is a branding and marketing expert. She's worked in with brands such as Michael Kors and Netta Porter. She has traveled while freelancing and turned her freelance gigs into her agency. So today she chats about all those things and even a jam business. So let's get into it. I run a creative agency. It's a boutique agency that focuses on marketing creative. Um, I typically work with entrepreneurs and ethical brands or companies. And I've been doing this now for the last freelance for the last five years and I started off as a freelancer myself and then kind of in the last two to three years kind of made it into an agency and hired a bunch of designers to help me on bigger projects mm-hmm. and expanded that way and then obviously niched down a little bit further to really just work with people who are passionate about giving back and focusing on sustainability or vegan products or animals or uh, helping to create employment that kind of thing and I am obviously British, but I've been traveling the last four years. And the last year I have spent in Denmark in Copenhagen whilst I was studying for the last year. And yeah, and that's also where I was stuck as well during the pandemic. So Um, can you talk a little bit about like how you got there, like your background a little bit? Yeah, so just top line, I used to work in fashion in London. I was in the marketing team at some global brands, um, corporate head office. And then I kind of, <laughs> I took a trip to Guatemala, probably like, I must have been mid-20s with some friends who had family there. And I'd never really left Europe. And I kind of just fell in love with the country and the culture and the people and the different lifestyle. Mm. And it was just so different to my life in London that I just felt like I was missing out in some way. I hadn't really seen the world. Mm. So I had come back to London and I'd quit my job. I'd left my apartment and I found a job over in Guatemala working for some NGOs, um, volunteering and getting paid as well. And that's kind of how I started freelancing because it was kind of a need because I was obviously being paid in local currency, which is not a lot. And I knew eventually I would have to come back to the UK or Europe or somewhere. So I was like, oh, maybe I can put my design skills to use, my marketing background to use whilst I'm here 
and pick up some US dollars or pounds or something and kind of increase my income that way. So mm-hmm. I picked up a few side projects and it just snowballed so quickly. I did one project which led to another and then another <laughs> and it was just ongoing and I was picking up clients. And then I quickly realized how nice it was to have my own schedule. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was traveling a lot, so it was perfect for that as well. Mm. So then I spent some time in New York where I was volunteering for a few different projects and I picked up some more clients there. And then after a couple of months, I went over to Canada and it was kind of then when I decided if it was going to be like make or break, like, is this going to be mm-hmm. the future for me being a freelancer, doing this full time, putting all my energy into it, or am I going to go back home and work for a corporate head office mm-hmm. kind of business again, maybe back in fashion. And I just didn't want to. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm really going to try and make this work because I feel like this is the right move for me now. I'm excited. I feel like I've always wanted to be an independent worker and have my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm too independent sometimes. Um, so then, yeah, that kind of led to me living abroad for many, many years. I lived in Mexico, Guatemala, Montreal, traveled through Asia for a while, in Spain. And then now I'm in Copenhagen. That's because I'm studying. So that's mm. kind of top, top line <laughs> of how I got to where I am now. What are you studying? So I'm actually studying entrepreneurship and innovation. So I wanted to take a business course simply mm. because I'm obviously running a business um, and I don't have any prior business skills or my degree was in graphic design and visual communication. Mm. And then I was working in marketing for quite a few years, but I didn't actually really know the ins and outs of what mm-hmm. I was really doing. It's just kind of, you come across a problem and then you figure it out and yeah. you ask people around you to help and you Google it or whatever. So I just kind of wanted to go back to school and it was only a year and a half long course just to kind of give me some insight and perspective. And it was a free course and um, school in Scandinavia is free if mm. you're an EU um, resident. So when I got accepted, I was like, well, of course I can't turn it down. It's an yeah. opportunity. So then, yeah. I just went over and yeah, I took the course. Awesome. Um, what, <laughs> yeah. what made you decide to, or what was kind of the process when you went from being a freelance person to then going into starting an actual agency? Um, yeah, that was kind of interesting because in the beginning as a freelancer, I feel like you just you're working crazy hours nonstop trying to hustle Mm -hmm. so much to get the clients and get a reputation. And I think it was maybe like a year or two in and I was just feeling so overwhelmed and I was working like 12 hour days and I wasn't really seeing the benefit and I was really struggling. And I was like, Oh, if only I had someone else to kind of help me with these projects and, um, could help me in like stuff that I can't do very well, like website Mm -hmm. design, website building. So then I kind of like looked around and spoke with a few freelancers and I was like, oh, would you like to work with me on this project and work for me basically on these projects? And then, yeah, and then I met some amazing people whilst I was traveling and they wanted to work with me and work on design projects, which is amazing because I was traveling a lot. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't working Mm -hmm. 12 hours a day from the end. And when I went to school as well, I couldn't work that many hours. So hiring a team of designers and content creators and that kind of thing was amazing and gave me the freedom as well to kind of do what I wanted to do, which was creative projects or going back to school or traveling or volunteering, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or what I really like doing 
like work related is actually looking for the clients and being that person that hands-on person and managing expectations and managing the project and Mm. kind of just heading the whole project basically yeah so I know you mentioned that you've niched niched down to ethical brands can you kind of share that process yeah so like I said before um I feel when you first want to become a freelancer, you will take on any client, which I did. I took on any kind of client, mm-hmm. whether I was interested in the brand or the product or whatever. And I think that's completely fine because you also need to kind of know what you're good at, what brands you resonate with, what kind of uh, the brand ethics, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and what you're passionate about. So I think I always knew I wanted to work with ethical brands further down the line but in the beginning I just didn't have the choice and the luxury to kind of niche down mm-hmm. so I wanted to build up my reputation and kind of get known and then referred and then I think again maybe it was like a year in I started to reach out to clients and people like through LinkedIn or social that I really liked the look of and like people on social media like brands I was like wow I love your ethics and your morals and your the storytelling you have going on with your brand like I'd love to help you out if you need any creative support mm-hmm. um and yeah I just feel like when you're a freelancer and you're independent or you're a creative agency or something having that niche especially if it's something that you care about and you want to be proud of the work that you do mm-hmm. and the companies and the brands that you work with I think it's pretty important and it's easier as well to find those clients as well because once you niche down you just have one area that you're kind of looking in you kind of know where those people are mm-hmm. those clients that you want whereas if you just have like a big wide net and you're just trying to scoop up desperately from any kind of place it can kind of be a bit tricky which is and I know because I was doing that before but now I know where my clients are and I know where to go if I need to get more or I need to seek more mm-hmm. if someone is like okay I feel like I'm at the point that I need to niche down how do you have any tips on like how to figure out how to do that yeah I think you'll already kind of know where you want to head like if it's beauty brands fashion brands like you'll know deep down like what you feel like which are the clients that you love working with Mm. so like prior to me being freelance I was desperate to work in fashion and work in marketing and that was kind of all I wanted to do um but then as I became freelance and I was working with fashion brands, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to be doing this so much more. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to be working with, like, the NGOs or, like, the companies that are, like, trying to stop, like, pollution in the oceans or something like this or creating employment in poor communities because it just felt better than just trying to make someone else richer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for someone that's looking to niche down, you'll probably already know where you want to head and kind of just stick with that Mm -hmm. and go with that feeling I think that's the best advice and they'll probably already know as well where those clients sit where to find them yeah yeah if not then you can do a lot of research on social and LinkedIn and Facebook groups that kind of thing if you're kind of struggling and just ask other people around you where Mm -hmm. you think because if they're your target client you should know where they're they're at anyway yeah, I feel like it's it's so much easier once you do niche down because I know when oh, I yeah. was trying to manage like completely different industries, mm-hmm. there like marketing, it it was just so hard because like when you did research, you had to do it for like each individual company versus like wow. just knowing that industry inside and out. Yeah, 
exactly like you kind of know exactly what terminology the tone of voice the brand like everything you kind of know before mm-hmm. you even start working with the client what what they're going to want which is really nice yeah and then I feel like you can then charge more too because you're an expert in <laughs> <Yeah>. the niche <laughs> typically exactly I mean if you've if say you want to work with like a beauty brand and you've already worked with five of the previous beauty brands successfully mm-hmm. they're like then yeah of course you could be like I have this experience and I did this this and this and it's and this is what I do as well I'll use my past work or uh reviews or whatever to kind of show new clients what I've been working on and to show them that I do have the expert knowledge in their field and industry to Mm -hmm. kind of like move forward and work with them as well yeah so in the because every time that someone is interested in being on the podcast or I ask Mm. them to be on I have them answer some questions and you mentioned that you were freelancing during a desperate situation. So I wanted yeah. to go into what you meant by that and any tips you have. Yeah, or... I think the desperation came from the fact that I wasn't earning money. <laughs> I mean, how desperate can it be? Yeah. Um, I, was, I was earning probably, <laughs> converted back to dollars maybe, four hundred five hundred dollars a month if that and that was to pay and that would be fine to live in Guatemala but I wasn't planning on living Guatemala for the rest of my life so Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go back to a corporate office job either so it was a need a desperation at the time but it also became a need because I wanted it so badly I wanted to achieve it and succeed at the the job and what I was doing I didn't want to let myself down and fail Mm -hmm. so that's probably also where it comes from and I wanted to volunteer my time to some um, like NGOs and nonprofits where I really liked the cause and I wanted to have that freedom of time. So again, that desperation and needs of having clients and I could work in the evenings whilst I volunteered in the day was really nice to have and something that I was so desperate as well to have. <laughs> Do you have any tips as far as if you're freelancing and want to be able yeah. to travel while you do it like you you did oh there's so many tips I could give (laughs) I mean in terms of staying successful or becoming successful at I mean I know traveling is really not a priority for many people as of now but Mm -hmm. in the future um one way that I was managing is to keep a schedule for myself and keep a routine um so I would wake up and have my morning routine, but then do emails and client calls for two to three hours in the morning. And then I would take a lunch break and work out and whatever, and then work a few more hours in the afternoon till like two or three, but then take off the rest of the day so I could explore what I was doing and traveling and moving around. Mm. Um, in the beginning, I did get a lot of clients who were concerned about my time zone differences to them. Mm. Um, if I was like in Asia and they were in the West Coast, East Coast. And I think it's just having that open mindset and being flexible Mm -hmm. especially when you're new in the industry because even now I'm I'm pretty flexible with my clients if I have a client on the west coast US and they can only do a certain time but it means I have to work at like 8 9 p.m 
it's fine. I don't say no because I, I like the client. I want to work with them. So I think yeah. it's just having that mindset and being open to change and being flexible. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest thing. But if you're traveling full time anyway, you probably already have that mindset. So it's probably not going to be a problem. Yeah. But I think it's important to keep focused on your goals, what you want to achieve with your freelancing where you want to be in the next like six months three months and kind of think that way as well mm-hmm. that's really useful and something else which I found incredibly useful was the fact that I started freelancing and I wasn't traveling I was based somewhere for a few mm-hmm. months and in the beginning I would base myself for three months or six months in a certain area or country whatever and then move I wouldn't be moving like every day every week or something yeah it did in the last year it was every month especially for Asia but it's always nice to be settled somewhere for like a couple of months and explore the city or location or country, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. That's really nice to do and just have that routine so that you can focus on your work and be a successful freelancer. I meet other freelancers as well. I have the opportunity to build your connections and networking. Mm-hmm. That's true. I do pre-COVID. I felt like I met yeah. a lot of like clients or potential clients just yeah, being out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I've met a lot of my like designers that I work with just like in Bali and like traveling around and yeah, it's amazing. I met clients as well when I was in New York and Canada. Um, and I do now even in Copenhagen. It's just, yeah, I don't travel obviously <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah. for the last year or so. <laughs> so your company name is Let's Love Sundays. Can you share a little bit about the meaning behind that? <laughs> yeah so um this kind of goes back to when I was working in corporate head office doing like nine till well it's meant to be nine till five but it's normally nine till eight nine till nine yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um and I used to live with like three other girls and it just every Sunday especially my some of my roommates at the time would wake up they had similar jobs like corporate like nine till five jobs they would just wake up and be like, oh, just have that dreaded Sunday blues, mm. the dread of going back to work on a Monday, that fear. And it would just ruin the whole day for some of them, like having that fear of like having to go back to work yeah. on that Monday morning. And I hated it. I was just like, this is just not a way to live, surely. Mm. And that's kind of where the name came from. Let's have Sundays instead of let's hate them. <laughs> not not get Sunday blues from them and yeah it was just a play it's it's a story I tell a lot of my clients as well and I'm like oh I love that um yeah because I work weekends as well now mm-hmm. and uh, maybe sometimes I take a Monday or a Tuesday off but yeah when it's your own company or freelance your work any day we feel necessary yeah but yeah that's where it comes from love it <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tips as far as branding or if someone wants to, feels like they're ready to kind of brand their company or like don't like their current branding? If a company doesn't like their current branding, I mean, I'm obviously going to say this because it's my job, but I would hire someone who does love to do branding. Yeah. Like hire a branding expert, hire someone who knows what they're doing, Mm -hmm. hire someone that has the time to kind of work alongside you and kind of understand your brand tone of voice, what you're trying to achieve with your clients, that kind of thing. I feel like branding and marketing always gets a little bit left behind Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like budgeting. I, I know why, but it's also super important as well and you will reap 
the benefits in the future for sure mm-hmm. if you have a strong brand in the beginning you can build on it um customer loyalty just recognition having like channels that are consistent with the branding there's just so many bonuses of having that strong branding mm-hmm. um but if it's something if a if it's a small company or an entrepreneur that's just starting out i would recommend using canva as well mm-hmm. and taking some inspiration from pinterest taking a look around what you what you're looking at if you really can't look to work with a branding expert and kind of do it that way and have a look what you like and kind of go from there mm-hmm. canva's yeah. an amazing tool and um, sometimes i use canva for like videos and whatnot just to make quick edits and whatnot so i i, I recommend it to my clients as well when they don't have photoshop or creative suite i'm like well just use Canva like it's so easy yeah yeah I once Canva came out I was so excited because it was like because I I don't have a design background so like I've never I used to edit videos but not like Illustrator like any of those other Photoshop yeah no it's It's a really good tool and it's free for the basics like yeah. you don't even have to pay for it so I always recommend this and I think it's a great as well if you want to keep like branding documents and like social media assets that kind of thing like the consistency of the branding it's a great tool to use mm-hmm. so yeah I definitely recommend this for new companies or brands oh my gosh we have to stop meeting like this I'm totally kidding but I wanted to let you know that I have three ebooks for free on my website And if you go to asleymaslow.com and click courses, it's right under my courses. I have one ebook on how to grow your Instagram, one on how to get started as an influencer on Instagram, and a third on how to make your first hire doing all the things that you currently hate doing. So I will let you get back to your episode, but I wanted to let you know about those goodies. I want to get into philanthropy and how oh. you give back. So can you, I mean, you obviously work with ethical brands, so like that's yeah. part of it, but anything else you want to yeah. share about like how you give back or why you want to? Yeah. So one of the reasons I went freelance in the, be- in the right at the beginning was simply because I wanted to give my time to volunteering, especially in projects in Guatemala, um, which then led on to some projects in New York. Um, I would volunteer like two to three days a week and then work two to three days a week as well and I just loved after working in corporate for so long it was just such a refreshing way to kind of work and not feel this burden of trying to make money for someone else and like Mm -hmm. know that you're making a difference for other people in a different way Um, that was right at the beginning and whilst I was travelling I always tried to pick up some volunteer work along the way um like last year I, I went even though I was in school just before COVID I, I went to uh, animal shelter for two weeks in Greece and just volunteered some time and did some social content for them mm. um and then whilst I've been based in Denmark I did some uh volunteer work with TEDx and some uh, a company called Creative Mornings which is kind of just helping obviously TED, everyone knows TEDx from TED Talks just helping entrepreneurs and helping out on content and media, that kind of thing, and kind of giving back to 
companies where I'm living and supporting the creative industry, the entrepreneurial industry as well, because mm-hmm. that's obviously what I work in and I want to help the entrepreneurs and potential clients in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I try to do as much of that as I could while attending the full-time school course. Um, but it's always been a factor for me as soon as I had left the UK because I just didn't want to go to sleep and not feel like I'd done something more mm-hmm. than just work, I guess. Yeah. Just felt like I'd given something back. Because um, with a creative job, um, yeah, you can feel like you're giving back and designing and it's, it's hard work, but it's not like you're a nurse or a doctor or public service mm-hmm. officer. So it's a little bit different. So I just always had that good feeling that it'd be great to offer that. And so my offering time is, yeah, important. Um, when you volunteer, are you helping them with their branding or marketing? Or how are you usually volunteering? <laughs> yeah, it really depends. The last few places I worked at, like TEDx and Creative Mornings, yes, I would be helping out on like the branding and content. Um, prior to that, other volunteer jobs was purely just like labor work or... I used to volunteer at a school teaching cooking classes. So it all it's all varied. <laughs> whatever's needed, I guess. It depends yeah. on the cause and the brand and whatever. But um it's always varied and different. But yeah, it, just, it doesn't really bother me at all. I don't mind. It's always nice to try something different, you know? Mm-hmm. When I was teaching uh, like kindergarten kids on cooking classes. I've never really done that before. Um, so it was just fun and really interesting to yeah. do. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Yes, of course. <laughs> but when I saw it, I was like, I feel like that'd be so fun to just, like, try different jobs, like, for a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what was really drawing me to it as well, especially with the volunteering aspect. And, like, but then you're also giving back. It's, like, mm-hmm. super nice. Yeah. So I want to get into your best tips to be pretty AF. Mm-hmm. Um I know you shared some tips on travel, but do you have any, like, number one tip for just anyone traveling in general? Maybe not right now, but (laughs) hopefully Um, in the future. I think, yeah, (laughs) in the future. So I have always traveled alone. Um, Sometimes I travel with a friend or friends, but majority of the time I'm solo female traveler, and I have learned a lot on the way. And being a female traveling, especially in countries where it might not be the safest, mm-hmm. I think it's just important to be aware of your surroundings and the people that you're with and to kind of just be streetwise. And I know it's so easy to say, but just having that kind of like going with your gut feeling, like if a situation feels a bit weird or dodgy, like get out of there, mm-hmm. like just be on guard, I guess, in some way. Not so on guard that you're, like, not talking to people and you're, like, scared mm-hmm. of everyone. But just going with a good feeling and just keeping safe. And, yeah. And when you do meet nice, kind people who are generous, like, obviously accept that and learn from the locals as well. I think that's also a massive point because a lot of the places I was living and traveling through, I was always more keen to stay with locals and befriend locals and kind of learn about the culture and how they lived. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much more fascinating and yeah I would recommend doing that um 
I made the massive mistake when I first started traveling. I took two suitcases to Guatemala, uh, which was stupid <laughs> and so unnecessary. I even took two cookbooks and a pasta making machine, which was even more stupider. <laughs> so anyone who's not traveling and wants to travel, don't make that mistake. Um, go with the bare minimum, take a backpack because you definitely can't walk around cobbled streets with massive suitcases. Mm. Um, and yeah I know everyone's so different when they travel another tip if you're traveling alone as well which I did for a long time is don't be afraid to approach other solo travelers because Mm. they're probably dying to talk to you as well Mm. so if you're in a hostel or a hotel or something or you're on a tour and you see someone else who's also alone or maybe it's two girls or something like this especially if you're maybe a bit more introverted like I can promise you the best people I've met is because I've approached them on a tour or they've approached me at a bar or something because I've been alone Mm. and we've had the best friendship and traveled for like another week or two together. So I think just kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and yeah, making the first move sometimes is also nice. Do you ever have any troubles with like different traveling and they're like speak different languages? Yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, and when I moved to Guatemala, I didn't know one word of Spanish. Mm-hmm. And where I was living, the city, not many people knew any English. So that was a fun first, like, three to six months. I now always try and learn the basics, like, please, thank you, hello, can you help? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing before I go to a new country. Yeah. Duolingo, so easy. Get, like, a, a phrase book app for the country you're going to. Mm-hmm. The locals will love you for it as well. Mm-hmm. They'll respect you. You'll get better service wherever you go, if it's a hostel, restaurant, or whatever. People will help you a lot more if you just make an effort mm-hmm. and don't just always insist on talking English <laughs> and being loud and English, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the best thing I could advise. And it's hard, especially if you're traveling to a lot of countries in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. but it makes a huge difference. It goes a long way. Yeah. There's an app on iPhones now that will translate for you. Yeah. So, I saw that. yeah, I was excited because my boyfriend's family only speaks Spanish and oh, okay. I've been trying to learn it, but I just, languages have always been really hard for me. So for me, I, it took me two, three years to learn Spanish and I am, I haven't lived in Spain now for over a year and a half and I'm <laughs> petrified that I've forgotten everything already. Yeah. I'm so scared. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty hard. Um, so what is your number one wellness tip? Um, so I only really took this into consideration probably in the last couple of years. And I know it's a lot harder when you are traveling. So I'm just going to say what I do (laughs) now is I have, if I'm like in a more permanent location is to have a morning routine. Mm probably the best way um to kind of get started with your day as well especially if you're starting as a freelancer and to have that structure in your day as well even if you're working from home it's also nice even if it's super simple like you have that you wake up at the same time every day you maybe take a shower then you make tea you journal you meditate whatever people like to do to exercise but keep the consistency there as well mm-hmm. um it's really good for your mental health I feel to have that little bit of routine mm. and consistency. Um, I also think that eating well and looking after yourself and your body mm-hmm. also really helps a big deal. 
when I was traveling a lot, it was super hard to have a good diet, especially when I was like living in Mexico or in Asia and I wanted to try all the street food. Mm. And it just made me feel so sluggish and slow, but I was also just so excited to try everything. (laughs) So it's difficult difficult to keep that balance. So I get it. And even when I was traveling, I did have a, a routine to kind of keep like my head straight and you know look after myself a bit more Mm. but apart from that don't be too hard on yourself I guess Uh, when you become a freelancer Mm -hmm. you probably will cry a few times and it is hard and people will doubt you (laughs) even your friends will doubt you your family members will doubt you but then as long as you believe in yourself then you're going to be good you'll Mm -hmm. make it can you share what your morning routine is (laughs) my morning routine (laughs) Okay, when I'm when I'm back home, not in London, when I'm back home in Copenhagen in my apartment, I have this really cool alarm clock because right now it's middle of winter and it's we have only like four or five hours of sunlight a day, so the winters are really hot. It's super dark like all the time. So I have this really cool alarm clock that wakes me up each morning at eight a.m. and it's um has like a sunrise and light with like really bright light wakes me up slowly, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then my routine is I don't look at my phone for the first hour of waking up. And I used to do this as soon as my alarm went off, I would check my emails or check social media. And I really try not to do this now. I will instead put a podcast on or like a, a well-being podcast or meditation or something just in the background to kind of wake me up so mm-hmm. I can listen to something as I'm just getting my bearings. Um, I'll drink a bunch of water. I'll make some tea or some like hot water and lemon. Um, I'll kind of like potter around my apartment and make sure everything's like organized and straight because I always feel that like I need a a tidy and clean environment and space to work in Mm -hmm. it just makes me more productive I feel otherwise I'll just get distracted like oh I need to clean this up or I need to hoover or something yeah and then yeah then typically I'll do some workout or I'll just jump straight in the shower depending on how I feel like I'll try and go outside if it's if the weather allows which mm-hmm. isn't always and mm-hmm. then I'll jump in the shower and then get started on my day it's about working yeah I use a similar alarm clock and I feel so like nice. it's so much better than like waking up yeah. to that loud like beeping like jarring yeah. you <laughs> like... nice honestly I only just bought it because yeah the, the winter depression is real in Scandinavia mm-hmm. and it's changed my life it's so nice yeah like, to not hear it you just have the light like waking you up mm-hmm. and I have the alarm the birds tweeting me too <laughs> <laughs> it's super luxurious <laughs> okay so what is your number one beauty tip this is somebody that somebody said to me but less is more when mm-hmm. it comes to like products and that kind of thing um which I didn't really understand for a long time until I started traveling I guess because then you can't really take that many products of you. Yeah. To less kind of more. Um, but less is more. And drink more water. I know it sounds so basic, but it's true. And I drink water all day long. So yeah, I highly recommend it. It's good for your mental health as well. It keeps you awake and alert. So I want to thank you for joining me and answering all my questions. Yeah, of course. How can people find you? What ways can they work with you? All that stuff. You can, well, anyone can find me at my website, letsofsundays.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook. I'm even on TikTok. 
Let's Love Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is just spelled like Let's Love Sundays, like the day of the week. But yeah, you, if anyone wants to work with me, you can drop me a DM, drop me an email at alice.letsofsundays.com. You can also drop me a message on my website. Yeah, you'll see all my contact details on there as well. And yeah, I have a, a free 15-minute consultation for clients as well, potential clients. So, so you can book that on my website as well. What are your different offers that you currently have? Um, it depends on what uh, clients are looking for. I actually think, I'm pretty sure I would did a free email template for small businesses, which I mm-hmm. think is still on my Instagram. So if you click on the link in my bio, you should still be able to download that. Okay. And it just has a PSD file um, for clients to uh, customize then use a MailChimp. But yeah, if they come through the podcast and they mention, then we can discuss an offer or a discount on the work. Awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that you didn't get a chance to or I didn't ask you? I didn't even get to tell you about my jam company that I started. Oh, tell us about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a funny story because it also happened at the same time I became freelance um, in Guatemala because I really like cooking and in Guatemala you can't really buy jam and I'm British and so British people love jam (laughs) and (laughs) that's just how it is and British jam is I'm sorry it's so much better than American jam it is just fruit and sugar and I used to make it with my grandma a lot anyway long story short I started making some jam for some friends in Guatemala and because the expat community is quite small and some restaurants and cafes run by the expats just picked up on it and they were like, oh, can you make us some jams for, like, cakes and smoothies and whatnot? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then, again, it just snowballed. And I did that for, like, six months, just waking up at 5 a.m., going to the market, buying fruit, making jam all day, and <laughs> just loving my life. I was just a jam lady. It was great. So simple. Yeah. So easy. And then freelancing on the side. <laughs> what? What? How sad, how sad was everyone when you stopped making the jam? <laughs> Yeah, everyone was like, are you going to sell this business to someone? I was like, no, it's my jam. My recipe is I'm too, I'm too protective. I know. Who knows what happened to the jam in Guatemala? Who knows what happened to it? But yeah, that was a good time. Good six months of my life. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun fact I like to throw at people. You know when you have those icebreaker games? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay fun facts and I'm like oh I've got some fun facts for you don't worry <laughs> <laughs> I used to own jam business oh, I do actually have something else I was going to say it's like a tip or recommendation which is something I try to live by whilst I was traveling and living abroad yeah. is to do something that scares you as often as possible or challenges you in some way mm. um, obviously becoming a freelancer and leaving like a corporate job and leaving a salary and a pension and all that is terrifying especially if you have children or uh, over commitments and that kind of thing but do something that scares you and challenges you as often as you can maybe it's maybe it's taking that trip solo to somewhere that you've always wanted to go or maybe it's i don't know skydiving or mm-hmm. doing a new hobby that you've never wanted to do something like that yeah love it <laughs> so this is the last question that i ask every guest okay. what does being pretty af mean to you i think it and I was thinking about this before as well. Um, to me, it's just being true to yourself and just kind of following your own path and 
not trying to follow someone else's and do what feels good to you in your heart mm. and give back when you can and do what makes you excited and makes you wake up every day and feel great. Thank you so much, Alice, for taking the time to chat with me and answer all my questions. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out the show notes, take her up on that freebie she mentioned, and I will see you in next week's solo episode. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.